Hello, good morning, good to see you guys. My name is Anke Mulman. Our website is cwowi.eu, stands for Church Without Walls International. Go to our website, you will find a lot of articles that can be helpful if you are looking for relationship-based faith. But the teachings that I do on YouTube are oftentimes about other subjects. And today I want to talk to you about what about women in leadership? Because previous video, uh, I explained a little bit how Paul came to the conclusion that we are all one in Christ. What he mentioned to the Galatians in chapter 3, 28, he says there's no, there's neither Jew nor Greek, there's neither slave nor free, neither male or female, you are all one in Christ Jesus. So if that is true, uh, and people would, probably would wonder, Paul, that's what you are saying, but does it really mean that men and women are equal, can do the same things even in ministry? Because, Paul, didn't you mention to uh, in the Bible uh, that women had to be silent and they had to ask their, their husband at home and they can't teach and so on? So is Paul confused? Is he saying one thing? And then the other thing, so is the Bible contradicting itself? And of course, we know the Bible does not contradict itself. But to have a clear understanding of it, we you have to look at the whole of the Bible, not just pick out some scriptures and base a doctrine around it, but you have to look at the whole of the scripture, what the word says about women. By the way, I have a, a booklet, a small book about uh, what about women in ministry. You can go to Amazon and you will find it there. But if you want like a PDF... If you would like to have a PDF, you can email us at cwowi.eu and I can send you a PDF about women in ministry. That's more extensive than what I'm doing today. So, but let's look at, at, at Paul because you have to look at the society Paul was born in. Why did he say certain things and what did he really believe? If he really believed that women can't be in ministry, did he have women working alongside him? And when you look at the Bible, yes, uh, his ministry was filled with women. Go to Romans 16, and it starts off with the, the first two verses. He says, I commend to you Phoebe, our sister, who is a servant of the church in Chantria. The servant is the word deacon. That you may receive her in the Lord in a manner worthy of the saints and assist her in whatever business she has need of you. For indeed, she has been a helper of many and of myself. And helper in Greek means she was a woman set over others, a female caring for the affairs of others. Verse 3, he mentions Priscilla and Aquila, was a husband and wife team. He says, my fellow workers in Christ Jesus. So they both work together with Paul. Her name is mentioned first, four of the six times Paul writes of them, indicating she was the main speaker. They hosted churches in Rome and then in Ephesus. So they functioned as pastors, for sure. In verse 7, he writes this of a husband, another husband and wife team, Andronicus and Julia. He says, they are noted among the apostles who were also in Christ before me. So they both, husband and wife, they were apostles. And Julia was even a well-known apostle in the 300s AD. Someone wrote about her, how well she known, how well known she had been in her days. Verse 12, Tryphena and Tryphosa, who had labored in the Lord. They were twin sisters and they worked alongside Apostle Paul. In verse 15, he greets Julia and Olympus and all the saints who were with them or who were under their care. So they both were pastors. Those were women. How about Philippians 4, verse 2 and 3? He mentioned Eunida, uh, Euodia and Synche, two women who labored with Paul. Their names were not names, but nicknames. And the word Oyed, oh, I can't hardly pronounce it. Oyodius means a good traveler. So she was part of Paul's team. She traveled together with him. 
Asintche is a Greek word which, which means she was a intercessor, a fellow intercessor. So he had two women on his team, a traveler and an intercessor serving alongside Paul. Colossians 4, 15, Paul greets a woman named Nymphas. He says, greeting to all the brethren in Laodicea and to Nymphas and the church that meets in her house. So when you read your Bible, you will probably see it says that the church that means meets in his house. But the Greek word is her. And by the way, Nymphas is a female name because they changed the her into his her house into his house in the King James Version, because when the King James Version was published at that time, they did not agree with women in leadership. So now we see women worked alongside Paul, and they were known as bishops, as pastors, as apostles, as deacons, and so on. But when the church moved out of the homes in the middle 300s AD, especially in the 400s, the men took over the auditorium structure, and they relegated women to lesser role, if any role. 1 Corinthians 14, 26, Paul says to the saints at court, to the saints, men and women alike. And he says, how is it, brethren, when you come together? Brethren, it means men and women. It's one word like nowadays we would say, how are you guys? How is it, guys? So men and women, he says, every one of you can have a psalm, a teaching, a tongue, or an interpretation. So Paul, uh, obviously, and it is, uh, I, I hope I showed you this, that he considered men and women to be equal. And of course, we are equal and we are one in Christ, but we do live in a society sometimes and in a culture that do see differences. And it was the same in Paul's time. He lived in the time where women were treated as second-class citizens and even less. So the Christian had to conform to the culture, lest they be persecuted and lest the gospel was hindered. So let's look to the Jewish customs in which Paul was raised. Why do we do that? Because that gives some understanding about uh, some of the uh, directions and some of the wisdom and some things he mentioned later. For instance, why women cannot teach or had to be silent. So when you look at the Jewish customs, women were looked upon as less than a man. They were considered only a little higher than a dog. And every good Jewish boy was taught to pray as part of his morning prayers. God, I thank you that I was born a man and not a woman. Better to be born a dog than to be a woman. And in the Jewish words, uh, world, the women were not allowed to attend the synagogue. And to see a woman in a synagogue together with a man, it was intolerable and impossible because men and women did not mix. And look what was written during the time of Daniel from the Jewish sages concerning women. And this was the general thinking of Jewish men about women. They said, the world cannot exist without males and females, but happy is he whose children are sons, and woe to him whose children are daughters. Let the words of the Torah be burned rather than be entrusted to the care of women. One should not teach one daughter the uh, one daughter the Torah because the minds of most women are incapable of concentrating or learning because of their intellectual poverty. They turn the words of the Torah into words of nonsense. And they said a woman is slave to her husband just as a slave is to his master. And that was the way Paul was trained to think that was typical Jewish thinking and making it even more serious. When you would enter a Greek or a Roman city, you rarely saw a woman, but you would see men. Because Roman customs demanded that women stay at home. 
and the Roman society gave no legal status to women. Basically, they had the same status as, as a slave. They could not be released from their marriage if they wanted to, unless the men initiated it. And men married um, between the ages of 25 and 30, but they usually married girls in their teens. And by Roman law, you could marry a girl as young as 12 years old, And the richer and more powerful you were, the younger the girls you could marry. So imagine when a girl was 12 and she married a man who was 25 or 30, she married someone who had much more experience. And therefore, women never asserted themselves in their marriage. And as soon as babies were born in Roman society, they were washed from all the connections of the birth mother. They were brought to the father who received the baby. Baby was now completely free of the mother's connection. And if it was a boy, he held it up in the air. He blessed it and called it one of his inheritors. But if they brought him a girl, he wouldn't even touch her. But he would just give the order for her to be fed so she would not die. Women were kept out of sight. It was legally impossible for a woman to go shopping. If you went to a market and you saw a woman shopping, she was probably or walking there on the market. She was probably a prostitute. So women had no role. They had no public speech. They had no right. They had to stay at home and be silent. And if they were in public, they had to veil their faces because hiding their face was proof they were not available to anyone. Much the same the way as it is done today in most Islamic countries. Today. So that was the situation in the Roman world, the world that Paul lived in. And now let's look at some scriptures some people stumble over, understand wrongly, basically because they have been taught a bunch of tradition of man and not scripture. When Paul says to the Corinthians, it's 1 Corinthians 14, 34-35, let your women keep silent in the churches, and if they want to learn something, let them ask their husband at home, for it is shameful for women to speak in church. But he says, let your women remain silent. It had nothing to do about the public ministry, but about how women behaved in church, because they were not... A custom. They were never together with men. Now they were, were they, together with men in a home. They did not know how to behave. They'd never been allowed to church together with men. And now they came together in the home of someone. Wow. And they were not educated. So do, during the meeting, they start asking their husband questions because they didn't understand. And when he says it's shameful for women to speak in church, it's not just talk, but here it could be translated as a continually speaking up, a type of speaking that was disruptive, annoying, interruption to ask questions. And why is that important? Because the Lord, Paul just gave them some guidelines. Why? Because the Lord cannot work when there is confusion and when there is strife and interruptions. He can only work when there is peace and when there is order. In verse 39 of 1 Corinthians, Paul encouraged men and women to desire to prophesy. So, and, and, so men and women, and then he says, let all things be done decently and in order. So that's his conclusion. Why was he saying that? Because all things need to be done decently and in order. Because what I mentioned, the Lord cannot work when there is confusion and strife. And when the women were continually speaking up, it was disruptive. So he said, let them be quiet, not continually speak up. And, and then, uh, so just some uh, guidelines, because when you, 
the Corinthians, when you read, for instance, Acts uh, chapter 18, it reveals that those new believers in Corinth, they were Jewish, they were Roman and Greek, and now they were all gathering together in the house of the Roman justice. So for the first time, you had three cultures throwing together under one roof, and the only thing they had in common was they were one in Christ, and they were, Christ was in them the hope of glory. So they had to learn how to... How, how that would function for all of them and how the Lord could work in the midst of them. But then there's another scripture, First Timothy chapter 2, verse 12, where Paul says to Timothy, I do not permit a woman to teach or to have authority over a man, but to be in silence. And in Greek, again, the issue is not a woman teaching, but a woman usurping authority. So what he is saying, I do not permit a woman to teach with the aim to usurp authority. So that is what Paul was saying. And to remain silent, again, it had nothing to do with not speaking, but the way the women behaved in church. But the same rules would apply to a man. A man could cannot be disruptive or use of authority. So was Paul against women teaching? So the answer to answer that you have to balance scripture against scripture. Why would he have many women on his team serving with him? And if he believed women had to be silent, had to be quiet, stay at home. But the opposite is true, as I have mentioned and showed you from the word. So actually, Paul encouraged women to fulfill the call of God on their lives. And all throughout history, we've seen women having important uh, leadership roles, even in the Old Testament. And here in the New Testament, you saw Junia, and then you saw Phoebe, and you saw Priscilla, and all the other women. So there were women pastors, prophets, teachers. And also in our time, you know, famous women, that it was, for instance, Corinne Boom, she's with the Lord right now. She was a famous teacher and a traveler evangelist. And you have George Meyer, for instance, nowadays. So you see that the Holy Spirit is doing that throughout. Uh, throughout history, throughout the Bible.